Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers and today, listeners, I'm excited. We've got a great interview, I believe, coming up all about innovation. And to help us with this, we have Natalie Turner. Natalie, introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit more about what you've been doing in the innovation space. Okay, well, hello, Kieran, and hi to everybody listening in. Yes, well, I've been working in the field of innovating, I suppose, since well, since I was about five years old, <laughs> but um, <laughs> professionally, in one way or another, I've, I've been working in the space for, uh, for many years. I'm from the UK, but I actually work in Singapore and I live in Malaysia, um, just over the Singapore border. I run an innovation business called the Entheo Network. I'm a writer and speaker and consultant in, in the field of helping people, helping organizations generate new ideas and make them work. So very much working on the, the practical element of how do we find really good ideas and how do we test them out so that they can generate real value and impact. Now, I was very lucky to work with Natalie quite early on within my career, actually. So, gosh, probably about 10, 11 years ago, you came in and ran the most amazing workshop for us when I was working well, in the sailing industry. And yeah, I, I have to say, having practically experienced Natalie's techniques and and seen the difference that they can make, you're all in for a treat. So Natalie, you have written a new book all about innovation, and I really want to focus on that. So tell us a little bit more about the book. Yeah, great. Um, well, the book's come out uh, very recently, actually it was published in March this year. The book's called Yes, You Can Innovate, Discover Your Innovation Strengths and Develop Your Creative Potential. And I'm very happy to say that the book has, has been um, selected as business book of the month in two countries, both in England and in Singapore. So it's got off to a good start. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'm very busy at the moment doing lots of book tours, which is great fun. But the book is really a practical guide on how to innovate. And the reason I wrote it was because I've been working in, in this area for a long time. And what I was noticing was that a lot of the innovation models that we have in textbooks and um, in business schools and things like that is they're very sort of driven by technology and, and about research and, and development. And really innovation, I think, is one of the most human processes. Whilst there might be a lot of technology enabling innovation and transforming how we do things, ultimately it's about people. It's about people getting things done. It's about people working together. Um, it's about people collaborating. And we, we I mean, innovation, innovating, as we know, is hard work. And it, it requires a diverse set of skills and approaches to make things work. So the book is really a practical guide on how to do that. And I have um, designed it really like um, a manual in a way, like a how-to guide and given a free profile in the book so people can discover what their innovation strengths are really and how they can best play to the types of strengths that they have and who they need to work with in order to collaborate to help them be more successful in making an idea actually have impact. And it's brilliant the way it works. Uh, speaking of someone who, gosh, 
I, I mean, I've never been short of new ideas. Not all of them are good, I might add. <laughs> but if, if you're like me and you, I mean, I do, I collect ideas in little notebooks, but then, you know, any tiny number of those ever come to fruition. Reading this book will give you the tools, the mechanisms and the, the approach to actually realise why perhaps they're, they're falling on on unfertile ground, should we say, and not taking taking sprout. I think it's very clever what you do. You've really taken a step back uh, and looked at, well, you know, how do seeds of ideas grow and, and what conditions are needed for that? I think anybody going through, you know, a digital transformation project, which is, you know, a, a, for a lot of our listeners will be involved in, in those in one form or, or another, this book could really help you make stuff happen and, and you know, good stuff. Yeah, I think that, you know, often we we often equate being innovative with, with being creative. And of course, creativity or novelty is what makes innovation innovation. But it's only one element. And, and, so, and so many people may not even consider themselves as innovative if they don't think that they're creative. Uh, yet we need such a raft of different skills to make innovation work and whilst you know that creative spark that creative new idea is fundamental in a sense it's not even like it's just the starting point because oftentimes I think like you know like you said you know you you can put all your ideas down in a book but some if those ideas aren't actually um, addressing some uh, some problem or some challenge or a need or an opportunity they they can often be ideas that don't actually anchor anywhere. They're not, they're not really helping to solve anything. So, mm. you know, we can then spend loads of time thinking, oh, this is a fantastic idea, and then wonder why, well, we can't really, you know, nobody's really interested in it <laughs> or whatever it might be because it actually isn't really solving a need. So it's like we, in a sense, we have to take a step back, you know. I think even thinking about why we're trying to do this, you know, what is the purpose? So I talk about purpose quite a lot in the book as well. You know, purpose is a central anchor to innovating. Well, you know, what is it that we want or need to create and why? What is that sort of um, starting point for the whole of that, that that challenge that we that we might be going on that journey that we might be going on and then what is the identified opportunity that we're actually trying to address or the problem that we're trying to solve so who would you say the book is for you know why why did you write this book who's it intending to help well what inspired me originally was uh, we work a lot with different multinationals around the world and um, you know running workshops and facilitating uh, business challenges and and helping them you know, to generate ideas and you know for teams and looking at team diversity and and often you know clients would say to me oh this is this is really great but it'd be fantastic if you had a book so we could refer back to it and we could look at you know the different tools we've learned or we could you know have something that would help sort of the self-improvement and the leadership development or the, the personal development around being better, getting better and improving our ability to innovate. So that was sort of the initial spark, I suppose. I saw that opportunity. And also it was interesting when after I'd written the book, I purposely sent it to a range of people just to see you know, would people understand it if, you know, they weren't necessarily in the corporate world and, uh, you know, maybe they were entrepreneurs or maybe they were small business owners or teachers or artists. And it was interesting. What, what was the common theme that came back from the reviews for people was everyone sort of took something different out of it, but they all found it useful and, and that they could apply it in their own context because, 
it, it, it basically I've given like a framework to help people think through how to look at the journey of an idea and where they as an individual, their strengths particularly lie within that. So I would say that the book is really aimed at people who are interested in doing new things and looking to um, improve their skills around doing that and to, and to, to hopefully to be inspired to, to grow themselves and their ability to get better at innovating and think of you know of innovation and innovating as a real skills development area for themselves so where do people fail at innovation you know where does it all so often go wrong lots of different areas um the one of the ones that i've just mentioned you know the fact that oftentimes we come up with ideas and we haven't really identified where an opportunity might be for that idea i mean years ago i used to work for a a technology company, a telco, and, um, you know, there was the sort of the research and development labs that were doing all this fantastic new tech development, and then the marketing and product development people, you know, sitting somewhere else, and they didn't really talk very much to each other, and there was this huge disconnect between, you know, what was being created and what actually might sell, and so, so sometimes there's this aspect where we might be working a lot on, on I- ideas, but actually we don't really know what problem they're going to solve. So, so there isn't anywhere that that idea is anchored. I think that's one of the big areas. But, but also I think, you know, sometimes, uh, and I think we can experience this, this as when we're employees of organisations too, you know, we may come in with all our great ideas about something and we're hired for that. And then we come into an organisation and, and the environment and the culture of that organisation or the team that we're in might not support it or might, you know, crush some of that initial you know, novelty or new ideas that are being brought in by those people, by those individuals. And, and so those ideas never get going. It's like, the, you know, the actual environment that the idea might, is, is being placed within isn't conducive. Or nurturing of that idea. So there, there are two areas. Obviously, there are, there are a lot of different areas. You know, things can die at the area of investment. You know, we can spend a lot of time uh, investigating ideas, testing, prototyping. You know, I work a lot in the whole field of design thinking. And design thinking, obviously, is very much about user-centered design, people-centered design. But you can also spend a lot of time doing things like that and never still get your idea out you know out and working somewhere and being commercially viable if that's what you're you're trying to do because people might not want to take a risk um they might not want to invest in it they might have moved on onto other other thoughts and, and all of that time has been sort of wasted in a sense so there's a lot of reasons and i think a lot of the reasons are human reasons and they're cultural reasons and they're organizational reasons and, and the, this is one of the the things i start to sort of talk about in the book is that we need to think about innovating from a people-centered perspective not just in the perspective of the design but also in the perspective of how we do this how we work how we collaborate how we engage each other how we harness diverse skill sets and build partnerships which is obviously going to become even more important than it is now because because of the speed of change and because of you know the way that things are operating now is so so different to the to the past it's like innovation is the survival skill it's not going to be like a nice to have thing that we do on a friday afternoon around a flip chart you know it really has to be integral to the dna of how how we think and some of the thinkers in the space of innovation that are that are writing about this now are saying that the next frontier 
of innovation is management innovation. So innovating in how we work and um, innovating in how we, you know, from, a, from the perspective of hiring people or managing people or how we organize ourselves, that really a lot of the ways that we work right now are not very conducive to what we need. And so that area, the sort of HR, the organizational development aspect, if you like, the, the people aspect, the structures of organizations, this is really ripe and ready. And thinking of people that might be listening in to, to this from a marketing um, and digital space, I spoke recently at um, Mediacom's conference in Singapore to a group of digital marketing specialists. And I was challenging them there and I was saying, don't just think of yourselves as on the frontier of marketing and doing new things for the market. Think of yourselves as pioneers in transforming how we work, how organizations function, because Really, the, the, the whole digital space is not just transforming you know, the aspects of how we engage with our customers. It's really going to transform how we work with each other. And it is already is transforming that. But um, there, it's, it's a bigger space and it's, an, it's quite a new space. But it is the area of competitive advantage because it's an area that's very hard to copy. It's hard to replicate culture. It, you know, it's easy to copy a product. It's easy to copy a service. But it's very hard to copy a culture, a way of working, a way of being that can consistently and systematically generate ideas and create value out of them. And I think this is a re- the really exciting space that we're now sort of we're we're in and we can we can develop it we can pioneer this we, we you know it's not like um it's that we can draw from the past necessarily you know this has to be invented this, this has to be created to take us into the future so i want to talk to you about your framework hmm. work the six eyes which yeah really i got very excited about it reading reading the book but i'd really love it if you could share with us you know, an overview of what it is and, and how that works. Natalie's very kindly agreed to share this six eyes model. And we're going to put a copy of this in the show notes. So I'd encourage any of you listening to this next section to take a look at the show notes, go along to targetinternet.com forward slash podcasts and select this episode on innovation and you'll find it all in there. And I think that'll really help as we talk through this, the, the, this model. What are the six eyes? Yes. Well, the six eyes, the six eyes is a methodology that I created um, about nine, nine, ten years ago uh, because I was, I was frustrated Look, being in, in working with people and helping them sort of generate new ideas. I was frustrated with the very linear approaches to innovation, you know, like the funnel type approach, you know, so get loads of ideas and then you, you know, convert, converge, diverge, and then pop out comes something innovative. And I was thinking you know, in the real world, it just doesn't work quite like that. Actually, innovating is a, is a journey and it, it has dead ends and it has brick walls and so I created this model in, collaborate, in collaboration with clients and with organizational development specialists called the six I's. And the six I's are identify. So how do we identify opportunities for new areas of innovation? Mm-hmm. Um, ignite. So how do we um, generate ideas that will hopefully address an opportunity? Investigate. So how do we research, test, prototype, make sure an idea is going to be useful, not just novel. Invest. 
How do we get resources, not just money, but our time, um, people, whatever it might be to make an idea happen? Implement the hard work of innovation, the hard graph, making it work, driving something through, building teams, building collaborations, you know, enabling the partnerships to make something work and improve the aspect of thinking, how do I make this idea better? How do I leverage it? Uh, and it's not necessarily, although I've designed it as a circular model, it's not like round and round, you know, in circles we go. It's very much about thinking where, what does the idea need? Not what do you need? What does the idea need in order for it to get to the next level of, of value creation? And so whilst it might be going clockwise, it's not like just round and round. You may be in investigate and you realize your ideas aren't very good. So you go back to ignite or you might be you know, in investigate and you realize actually the opportunity that you thought was there isn't really there. So you go back to identify. So it's a circular model and each of the eyes has a specific mindset or an orientation, an attitude that we need to cultivate in order to think about the idea and what the idea might need. So identify needs big doses of curiosity. You know, we need to be outward looking and questioning and open-minded and non-judgmental. Um, ignite, we need that creative thinking. We need a creative orientation that can think laterally and differently. Investigate, we need the mindset of being critical. We can't always be curious. Sometimes we've got to actually stand back and say, is this a good idea? And be very, very objective and quite critical about the idea. And then invest needs the mindset of courage. And here we need to say, yes, I'm going for it. No, I'm not going for it. And not all ideas are great ideas. So having courage is a really important part of the innovation orientation. And then implement needs commitment, hard work, determination, grit to drive through an idea Often because we're innovating, we're doing new things, we don't always have the paths. We don't have experience to go on. So we've got to remain committed and resilient. And then, and then improve needs clever, the clever mindset, the, the mindset that can look at something and say, ah, what if I do it like this? Or what if I put this idea somewhere else or leverage it in a different way or optimize it and create more value out of it? Mm. So they're the six eyes with the six different mindsets and they all link in together with purpose why what is it we're trying to do and why are we trying to do it and i love that because actually when you think about you know good ideas that have really succeeded they had a very clear purpose you know, purpose in the innovation space is it's almost the velocity of the idea isn't it you know the more purpose it has i find that the quicker it mm. seems to get momentum because everybody gets it you know, that whole thing of like a 30 second pitch is very easy if, and a, you know, a good idea has a very clear purpose. Now, I struggle to think of good ideas that, you know, very rarely don't have a very mm. clear purpose. You know, the, the, those two things need to be in there for it all to work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I've got on the model is with purpose, each of the eyes link and they link through two triangles. And one of the triangles stands for um, culture and one for process. So each, to make this work, at the individual level, but also at the team level or organizational level, we, we need to be thinking about, well, what processes do I have to support Ignite? 
It might be a notebook, you know. It might be the fact that you write down ideas, or it might be something you collect online, or you use, uh, you know, some technology yeah. to to collect. But you have a process to do that. Um, you also need an environment that stimulates it. You know, you need to create that environment. Whereas, say for invest, you might need a, you know, very different types of processes to support the invest stage. I know this is often in organisational life where a lot of ideas might fail because even from sort of you know the financial perspective, a lot of budgets are allocated for, you know, business as usual or, you know, whatever's being done right now. And soon as some idea comes along that might need funding, it's like, oh, well, where are we going to get the money from? And there's no, there's nothing allocated for that idea. So it sort of dies. And when we work with companies, this is what we do, because we, we gather data, you know, we get everyone to do a questionnaire about this, and then we can aggregate all the data and look at teams and look at where their strengths are across the eyes and which, which particular skills they think they're good at or not good at. And then how do they develop it? How do they reinforce it? How do they make sure they're building capability in, in the team or organization or even in the self to be able to, to make ideas work? So, Natalie, tell me about the free online profile that comes with the book. Yeah, absolutely. With the book, I've included a a version of a, a, an assessment that we use with our or with our clients around the six eyes. So it's a, it takes about ten minutes to complete. So once you have the book, you can go onto our website, the six eyes of innovation dot com, and you can answer the questionnaire and the what you'll receive is a report that outlines the strengths that you think you have uh, when you are trying to make new ideas work so you have to think about yourself in the context of innovating you know so in in this context it would be you trying to do something that's new that's not familiar to you and then you answer the questions thinking about how strong you are at different skills and then you'll get a report and it will tell you, are you an igniter? Are you an investigator? Are you an improver? Are you a mix of these? Everybody is a mix of them to to one degree or another, but there will be ones that come up higher for you. And you can see then what are your strengths? So what is your contribution? You know, where where should you be playing more to? So I'm, I'm of the firm belief Play to your strengths, get better at what you're good at and find other people that can you can partner with where you're not so good. Now, of course, there might be things, you know, if you're working on your own, oftentimes you have to try and be good at lots of things, even if you're not, you know, you don't particularly want to be. Um, but at least it shows you that. And it'll also show you your blind spots. So say you're a great igniter and you're very low on investigate and you're high on implement, you're, you're, you'd be the type of person that gets an idea and goes straight into action. And so the blind spot will be investigate and maybe even invest you you know you haven't really spent time thinking it through you haven't thought about how you're going to resource something you haven't tested it properly so it'll show you where you you're likely to fall over say with an idea so that's the free profile and it's a strengths profile to help you understand your innovation skills and your contribution and i think it's a very smart way of going about doing it we're big fans of benchmarking yourself uh, at target internet we do it with our digital marketing training so you know first step work out what you're really good at and work out which areas you really need to work on and we have our benchmark test for for doing that but i think in the the space of innovation it definitely helps to know where your strengths are and uh, because actually it outlines you know where are the potential landmines you're going to tread on uh just because of where your strengths lie and uh, yeah for me it really hit me between the eyes where my weaknesses were 
I'm well aware of actually where my strengths were in innovation, mm. but the, innov- the, the the weaknesses, we don't always know what we don't know, right? No. And uh, that was a really helpful part of, of the process reading the yeah, book for me. So yeah. I definitely check that out. I think innovation doesn't just have to be about new technologies or research and development. It can be about innovating in processes. It can be about innovating in um, service delivery or sales. You know, it can be all sorts of ways that we can innovate. You know, the innovation can also be incremental. It can be small step. And we need to be doing lots and lots and lots of that because that, that can create lots of value quite quickly for us. But we also need to be thinking about the things that are a bit more radical, transformative, disruptive, that, that might be coming along um, ready to sort of, you know, disrupt what we're doing. So, in a sense, and this is this is also why it's tricky, I think, to, to manage innovation, because we need to be thinking about, you know, these horizons, if you like, you know, there's the concept of the three horizons, you know, what, what's my business now? What am I doing now? What's that sort of midterm? And what, what's what's further down the road that, that could be the opportunity for, for you know, disruption? So um, I think, you know, to, to be thinking about that, and I talk about these in the book, you know, the, the aspect that we need to be managing innovation, we need to be thinking about how we manage our ideas and to know where they are at these stages around the six eyes. So if you've got too many um, ideas in Ignite, for example, you're, you're not going to be driving them through into implementation. Or if you're too much stuck into implementation, then what about the fresh things that need to be coming in? So really thinking about managing innovation, whether it's your own ideas or ideas of teams or even at the organisational level, is a really important uh, message of the book. Do you have any top tips on you know, getting the right ingredients within a particular team to innovate yeah I think the important thing is like going back to purpose is you know you know for what purpose has the team been assembled or you know is is the team being assembled or the the group of people being assembled for a particular purpose so for example if you're trying you know to to get some very fresh ideas you know having a group of igniters together will be fantastic you know I mean you will get loads and loads and loads of you know new ideas but if the purpose is to get ideas that other people are going to buy into and um, you know from the beginning and they're going to be able to go on that whole journey then you'll probably want bit more diversity in that team you know you want people to be thinking through okay well if we do do this idea these are the things we need to be making sure are in place to make sure that we can actually implement it so I think the important point is to be thinking about what is the purpose of the team and is there enough diversity to be able to enable and leverage the strengths of the team members to make the idea work. And there may be times when you you have a a cluster of one particular strength where you really need just a dose of it, but you won't need that all the time. You're going to need the diversity and the strength of each other to make the idea work. Fantastic. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for giving us the time to to share with us these ideas. And, And actually, thank you for writing the book because I personally got a lot out of it. I highly recommend it. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't do so unless I'd read it and thought it was really good for you guys. But yeah, there is there's so much in this that I think can help anybody in in marketing, whether you're you know one man bands or, or working within a much larger corporation. I think there's some great takeaways you can get from this. If we want to know more about you and your work and and your book, where should we go? What should we do? Great. Well, yeah, there's a there's a few uh, websites. So I have a website specifically for the book, which is 
yesyoucaninnovate.com. I have one which is for the six eyes model, which is looking at, you know, the other types of services that we provide and gives an overview of the different six eyes. And that's six-i-innovation.com. And then me, uh, actually on the, if, if anyone's interested, you can download a free chapter on the Yes, You Can Innovate page, which is the Ignite chapter. So, you know, please, um, please go and do that. Um, and you can also connect with me personally. I've got a Facebook page under my name, Natalie Turner, author, speaker, and on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, be great to, really great to connect connect with people and also to find out what you think of the book fantastic well i I hope people do get in touch natalie and uh, i wish you every success over the coming months with the, the book and your work thanks very much for listening to the digital marketing podcast if you want to continue your learning in digital marketing get over to targetinternet.com and sign up for the free trial of our digital marketing e-learning platform There's over 140 bite-sized courses for you to try and lots of other learning resources as well. So get on there and sign up for the free trial.